This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. It's too hard to be serious. <laughs> On this episode of Don't Evolve Me, we talk seriously about The Mandalorian. Why so serious? Because this is what we do <laughs> on this show. We don't joke around at all. Because this is the way. This is the way. Cue the music. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me. This is your host, Donald Johnson, with my guest, Jacob Shipping. <laughs> You're not and stealing my show from me. On Don't Evolve Me. I am the like, host, man. Ash is Pikachu. We're just a little shit, and we don't evolve into a Raichu. Okay, close enough. Good enough. Well, welcome to Don't Evolve Me. This is your host, Jake Sherbing. This is guest Donald Johnson. I'm the host this episode. Okay. I'm the host. <laughs> Good try. All right, on this episode, we're talking Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Uh, what is it? Season three, episode four and five. Yeah, four or, and five because we missed a the little short thirty minute episode they threw at us. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be honest. I didn't know how long we were going to talk about that show or that episode because there wasn't. A whole... that, there wasn't much. I mean, there's a lot, but there it was like less than thirty minutes. Yeah. Kind of made me sad. Was... Got everybody together to watch Mandalorian at my house. And you're like, how long is this episode? Yeah, about 25 minutes. <laughs> Made a whole bunch of food. <laughs> you're all, it was great. <laughs> all prep for it and everything. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Good. I watched good it right times. away, so I wasn't disappointed in that way. But I was like, all right, I'm all prep for it. I have breakfast. I'm ready to go. I have my notebook. I'm like, oh, it's 30 minutes long. And okay. You start taking notes, and you're like, and episode over. And you're like, and all I want to say is, like, the wildlife <laughs> of that planet really hates that fucking kid. Have you noticed yeah. that? That one specific kid. Well, you, don't you kind of hate him? He was kind of a dingus too. He was. Uh, I mean, we get we get. I mean, we know why. I mean, I mean, for his dad's also kind of a dingus. <laughs> too. <laughs> That's what you were thinking. Because like he was a dick to Grogu, and then he's like that. The uh, was it Viz Pat? Was it Viz? I know his first name's like Viz. Yeah. And then um, he was like, that's my son. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That was like the first thing <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, that, that explains why he's a dick. I was like, yeah, that, Should that, the that, wildlife just kill him. Father like son, that, that makes sense. All right. So the first episode, chapter 20, The Foundling. Actually, no, we're getting into this right away. We got other things to talk about before we get into The Mandalorian. Yeah, we do. All right. Trailer time. Because we had three trailers dropped in like the last... 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah. All right. So Guardians of the Galaxy dropped. Not a whole lot. More yeah. information. Just looks good. I mean, yeah. It's, it's probably going to be the best trilogy still, I think. Consider what happened with Ant-Man, you know? In the MCU? Best trilogy? Yeah, probably. I'm hoping for it. I'm pulling for it. I'm a big Captain Guardians America, fan. though? Over Captain America? Probably. You think? Oh, oh that, yeah, that's, never, that's a high bar. We didn't, we didn't get to really discuss our difference between those two movies, but yeah, I, I enjoy the the galaxy, okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, here's the argument for Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a more of a trilogy trilogy than Captain America was. Yeah, yeah. Captain America's, I think, gonna would win just outright for the individual movie, simply because like I think Winter Soldier and Civil War are both fives, in my opinion. Yeah, I do find it really weird, like seeing these interviews, and I talk about like how great James Gunn is. <laughs> like, what is this interview? Like, what are they doing? 
what is this? James Gunn, he's amazing. He's the best director ever. Like I was like, okay. I, I, I don't buy your interviews, what you're trying to say here, because what about the movie? But, yeah. You don't think he's the best? No, I think he's fantastic, and I think people are like still crapping on him for the Shazam movie, and he didn't even make the movie. <laughs> I mean, what do you do there, though? Like, they... So he gets the job in October. Yep. And then you have four movies that are, like, ready to go. But you're essentially, if being James Gunn, you either have to, like, work with what you got, which isn't great. Yeah. Like, he, the foundation of, like, what DC created before him, the DCU, was awful. Hey, don't make those Snyderverse people mad. They think he was fantastic. Sure. <laughs> sure. You and I both know. No. Either way, like the the foundation for DC just wasn't there. So you either had to like somehow work work your magic, which I think James could 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 have done. But it's easier just to reboot everything and write in your own image, which means reboot everything. Well, yeah, that was like just like you know Star Wars. Now we're talking about Star Wars, like taking over that writing. The three different writers and what a trilogy tough. Someone's got to create their own vision. They can't really take someone else's. Yeah. And try to keep on building off. I mean, it's not going to work. I mean, you can, but there has to be a lot of like collaboration. Yeah, collaboration, I guess. And that's what where Star Wars went wrong was like you have the first director who set everything up, and the next director has to kind of keep that story going, and then the second director was like, yeah, nah, I like this idea better, and you know, literally just threw it over the back like the lightsaber in the movie. Yep. I will be honest. I think the Ryan, direction, Ryan Johnson's direction was a lot better. I think, like, I enjoyed what he gave us, but it was a horrible sequel. Like, yeah. in the terms of, like, building off what was there, he's just like, I'm just going to throw it away. But anyway, because I'm the host of the show, back to the three trailers. Gardens Galaxy, not much to talk about. It's kind of what everyone was kind of expecting. You've seen a tiny trailer before that. So we can go in a lot more in depth with that. But, yeah. But, yeah. All right. Uh, Secret Invasion? Since- Secret Invasion. Now this, it's intriguing. Looks good. Looks good. Not a whole they had lot. so many cameo characters in that little small two minute trailer. Are you kidding oh, we me? Got War Machine. War um, Machine. Maria Hill. We got Martin Freeman's character, uh, Ross. I forget his first name. Everett. Everett Ross, right? Yep. Uh, then we got. I mean, there's so many characters that I don't know anybody's name really. I can just tell you kind of who they are, and everybody knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, I wasn't overall like impressed with the trailer. Like, I think the effects look good. And I think like the whole it's a serious show. Like, it gives me that serious yep. tone. It doesn't. It's not giving me like the MCU like ha 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 everything's a joke vibe. It's giving me that serious like it's a political thriller. Yeah, it's giving more political thriller as well. It's give. I don't know. It gives me a good vibe of a, yeah. a of, of a good pulling the old people together that you don't see. But it, kind of an OG team that's not really OG if you think about it. The you know what OG I'm about? Shield team. Yeah, the OG Shield team. Kind of. Kind of vibes. It's nice. I don't know how I feel about it though. Like I, I'm the premise, I'm all for. The tone, I'm all for. But I'm not like psyched up yet for the show. Maybe it's just because I'm not like You're superhero fatigued. I just need to see Marvel to like get a TV show right. Like, give me a great TV show. Not a questionably great TV show. Have you seen Loki? <laughs> questionably great. I thought they're all, they're all I gave it a four She-Hulk, I mean, She-Hulk did some damage. Let me be honest. That last, 
that last show that they put up there, She-Hulk, was... Mm, mm, mm. Uh, whoops. It was refreshing for me, at least. It was refreshing. Because it was a comedy, and it gave us like a real world, like set of the lore. Yeah, but they kind of deleted the lore, and that was their biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole, like, like oh, oh you, oh, you took it. Oh, you went one too far, honey. <laughs> and that's why I love the fan-made Deadpool movie. Like, you can break the fourth wall. Just, like, don't... Break it into, like, yeah. Yeah, don't shatter in a million pieces, all right? Yeah, but, it's highly questionable. But, it, I, I mean, I think it looks good. It looks like it's entertaining. It looks... Mm-hmm. Some OG characters coming back. It's Nick Fury, you know. I mean, it looks, Jackson. it looks solid. I don't. I just don't know hype for it yet. Give, let me, give me two months. Yeah. It's a big deal. Let's talk about this Blue Beetle trailer, though. Because me and you both watched Young Blue Justice. Blue Beetle, yeah. Together, actually, right? Yep, yep. Uh, this movie... Okay, my first thought like when this movie came out it was Cobra Kai. Just kidding. My first thought <laughs> was all of it. I'm like, this. I love Blue Beetle, especially from Young Justice. Yeah, interesting character. Not one for a movie that I'm like, yeah. At least not in this like timeline. If yeah. It was like released like two years from now. I'd be a lot more excited for it. James Gunn's is like you know the producer. But I will say this trailer gets kind of got me hyped up a little bit. Yeah, I see the trailer's pretty good. I'm like, I don't know if this movie's going to be good because it still feels like a TV movie a little bit, even though the effects look great. But some of the shots, I'm like, this feels like a TV movie, and it was supposed to be kind of like an HBO Max TV movie. Yeah, but I will say, like, it looks good. I'm intrigued. The shots, it looks decent. I mean, I'm intrigued by it. Mm. I'm not like, whoa, Blue Beetle, gotta go see it. But I, I, it's, it's got my attention, I guess. It's, I mean, I'm gonna go see it. Clean. I'm gonna go see it because it's me, but. I'm gonna go see it because it's well, it is me, and also I'm not the guy that's also like get the fuck out of waiting my popcorn to see this movie. I'd be in the <laughs> movie theater half an hour early in my costume kind of style, but you know it's something I'm, I'm gonna go see because it, it looks exciting. You'll see it, maybe not day Visual of, effects. maybe like the Tuesday after discount movies. It's got my boy Miguel in it, so I don't know his actual actor's name, but I know Miguel from Cobra Kai. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's, see if he goes in a serious, more good. serious the role. The suit looks really good, though. The suit looks good. I was saying the CGI I did with the suit looks good. Some of the scenes they put on the bus scene split in half is pretty decent looking. Yeah. Um, it's all about where they uh, they said where they take it. It's yeah. got me intrigued enough to figure out. Is this going to be a one off or is he going to be in the actual James? He did James did say did say that the that Blue Beetle was going to be in his universe. Yeah, is this his kickoff show though too? Because if it is, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited about it though. Right, it does uh, have me intrigued. Those are the three trailers. All right. Next up, you got any nerdy things on you? Today? Do I have any nerdy things on me? I'm glad <laughs> you me asked. Show me your wares. He's got to go. Uh, like He has like three layers on. Wanted. Went with the Baby Yoda oh, wanted shirt. Nice. Yeah, I knew what I was doing this morning, mainly because I ran out of fun socks and I had to do laundry, and I forgot to put them in the dryer this morning, so I didn't get to put fun socks on, so I got basic blue, but I knew I had the Baby Yoda Wanted shirt. Had to go with that. Wanted, too cute. He is. I'm trying to say, oh, but it's like, it just, he's so, you can't, he's too adorable. You can't say he's not adorable every time he's on screen, he wiggles, and everyone's like, he looks so wild. Yeah, he's he's adorable. Pretty adorable. You just want to get him and hold him and hug him. He's so cute. He's so fluffy. <laughs> he's not even fluffy. Oh, he's pretty fluffy. <laughs> I think what's really cool is like pretty Grogu fluffy. is like the same size as like my daughter now. So like when I see her move and I see him move, I'm like they're very similar. Yeah, they... she can't walk though. So 
they move in the same kind of like I don't know what I'm doing, but somehow <laughs> amazing. Yep. Uh, isn't that just how babies move in general? Like I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. Let me just fall over and cry because I hit my head on the hardwood because that's what she's been doing lately. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, nerdy wear here, sir? Oh, yeah. I got Iron Man on. Classic. And uh, Mario socks again. Had them. I don't like wearing socks. Yeah, like I said I might be the weird person. I just love socks. A I fresh mean, pair of socks. If I have to wear socks, fresh I enjoy all the... <laughs> They're so good. And then on the table, we got Grogu, Concept Yoda, and then Darth Maul. Which Darth Maul is very much related because he did rule Mandalore at one point. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. All so right, let's I, get into it. All right, I have one more. Uh, oh, I have we some have fresh takes. Fresh, fresh cakes. Fresh takes. Fresh cakes. So, with Mandalorian being cakes. on the Bad Batch, the Bad Batch. It was also released at the same time as Mandalorian. Yes, it was. And they just had their finale for season two, and they had a, they ended on a cliffhanger. Of course. Goddamn cliffhangers. So I'm not going to spoil it, but um, one of the characters dies. And they end it with one of the characters being kidnapped. But one of the big things I want to talk about, though, is there. there's this huge push in both these shows about the idea of cloning. And this story talks about using the old clones and figuring out how to clone them. And yeah, they tease yeah. the idea of consciousness into clones. They're teasing the idea of the sequel trilogy where Palpatine's trying to clone his consciousness into another body. Yeah. And it seems like this is what it's what's happening. It seems like it's happening in Mandalorian. Yeah. The same kind of concept. They're doing the same thing. And like this is purposeful, right? The person who writes Bad Batch is Dave Filoni. Yep. The person who also is a producer and writes... Part of the Mandalorian, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. He's also... I think he's showrunner for Ahsoka as well. Yep. And so it seems like they're not trying to rewrite the sequel trilogy. They're trying to make it, you know, some more and connective tissue for Some that, connective tissue to the sequel trilogy. That is a yet, horrible story. Uh, hopefully build something better outside of it, I guess. I hope so. Because, goddamn, that was a horrible plan... Just like, Palpatine's back, everyone. Yep. He didn't die. He just changed his consciousness. Yeah, that's maybe what they're trying to do is make it, get it some more validity to that trilogy. And then also, like, I think, I like your prediction of the Grogu being the future. Mm -hmm. Star Wars would be Her and Rey fighting together. Together? Rey. Please. Grogu is so much better. I agree. (laughs) The little dude. Yeah, Ray was Ray was a meh character, and she went with the. What about having a Finn? Oh, Finn. Ah, well, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, Tom Vega, he talks Star Wars. This is relative Star Wars news. He is back in being a Star Wars fan. He no longer hates Star Wars. He's accepted the fact what happened, and he got shafted hard. Yeah, dude got dude got robbed. He was supposed to be like he was teased to be like the next Jedi almost. Like he was teased with like him. Having, oh, he was yeah teased to be so much more than they're like yeah. Fuck that guy. No. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. He should have just killed himself in Last Jedi. Like, they should just let that happen. Yep. Because, like, that would have been a better story, at least. 
Yeah, right? Oh, like a better arc, like, hey, I'm going to run like away. It's like the April Fool's joke with Jar Jar Binks. Oh, man, I was excited with that. It, it got me for a split second, but like it's like, it's be, April Fool's. Him being the evil Sith-like apprentice. Yeah. That would have been sweet. That would have been a cool story. That would have been a twist. A twisty twist. That would have been a fun story. It would have been. And, of course, it's April Fool's. You're like, guys, I hate you all. I hate April Fool's. I hate this day. A huge turnaround because, like, he was supposed to be just the comic relief that a character all the kids like. And then, nope, he's... This naivety comic relief character was actually a villain? That would have been such a good story! It would have been. But the prequels aren't a great... Well, they have great lore. Horrible execution of the actual story. But this... this it would have been cool. And it was April 1st. If anybody likes April 1st, shame on you. That day's horrible. It used to go away. <laughs> Not that I, I fall for any of the jokes, but these stupid news stories. You can't trust anything that comes out. You're like, this I, is You gotta just, like, turn your phone off. When it comes to the April Fools. Yeah, and it's pretty much what I did. I, I golfed. <laughs> there you go. Alright, should we get into it? Let's do it. Alright, so first episode or the first episode we're gonna talk about is The Foundling. The Foundling, chapter twenty. Directed by Carl Weathers. And written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Yeah, we've got a little Wait, how do you need two people to write this episode? This is a very... Well there's kind of different parts of each show, like Oh yeah, that's I that's think fair. each like we're following just like Game of Thrones, we're following each character. Mm-hmm. In their own little arc, and there's basically, I'd say, three now. You know? Yeah. Bokatan. All right, so. Grogu, opening on a desert planet. My, my first note was, what is this planet? I should have known. It's the Mandalorian. Pre- they never named this planet. I'm assuming it's in the Outer Rim. Just random. Outer Rim by the moons. I imagine it's close to Mandalore. I'm assuming it's deserted. No. Yep. Because there's a lot of wild monsters, which I guess that's why they would choose it. They never really talk about like why they choose that planet. We don't how talk much do, about that planet at all. How often do they get attacked? It seems like they get attacked a lot. I mean, we don't know the time frame between attacks, but uh, yeah, it seems so. <laughs> and they always go after the children because that's the second children that that monster took. They even like said it in the episode. Crunchier bones. Maybe, I don't know. All right, so Mando Army, they're all training. bo just walking around. One guy looks like, wait, Boba? Oh yeah, one guy looked like Boba. Yeah, the one guy that looks like Boba. Yeah, I know shocking about no wrote, one knows his name, but the guy looks like Boba. Yep. Um, they're training. Their training seems random and unfocused. That was like my note. I'm like, yeah, just, man. People were everywhere just doing just random weird doing training things, and I'm out of nowhere. You know, Grogu's just playing with rocks. Not rocks. They're crabs. Cute scene though. He's just playing with them. Exactly. He's too cute, adorable, <laughs> and you fucking love it, don't you? I know I you did because I did. I was sitting there, it's so cute. I was like, just let him play. Just let him play with the rocks. And then like, oh, one's a crab. Away, oh, awesome. they're all crabs. He's playing with crabs. Mm-hmm. It takes him away. Are they dangerous crabs? Probably. Because <laughs> this Probably whole plan is just dangerous. But then uh, he brings little dude into a, a squabble yeah. with the kid. Grogu trains with foundlings. What do you think of this scene? Very interesting. I, I, I mean, it one, does I want to know. I want to know the rules of this like training exercise because it doesn't. The, the rules made no sense because they're like, all right, ready, shoot, and he gets shot. And they're like, stop, ready, begin again. shoot, gets shot. And then you know, then Jarn does his little pep talk. Grogu does his little. Oh, I have to do something here. Does a little Jedi flip back and forth and shoots him three times, wins. Yep. I'm like, wait. Didn't you stop after each point? That was kind of my thought. <laughs> like, how does this how does this duel work? Why did the other kid just shoot him twice? Also, he's 
the back and forth too. The kids just like he doesn't wear a helmet. He doesn't do. Dude, you just you just. Put I, on I, your I think I think kind of what's going on is that that kid feels bad for attacking a little guy. He thinks it's so easy. I yeah. mean, there's so much of a different emotion things that could probably pop into it and can make sense. And people like Mandolin, are you sure? Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of different things that go on. Like Jack, I'm like something that little goes into fight gets shot once. People are like probably at the same time. If you think if we're around, it probably. Like, you sure? Is we still cool? All right, you go again. Are you sure? And you're like, I'm sure. Just let it. Ha- it could be like that. That's the kind of feeling I got yeah. from it. And then you let it go. Then it boop, 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 and you're like, oh shit. That well, was good. as the audience, we all are like, oh yeah, Grogu. He's he's got some things. He he can do this. Like he's got some tricks up his sleeve. He could probably beat all of them in a fight if he had to. Yep. But at the same time, like we also know that Grogu is just like he's not quite grasped his skills yet. Where he doesn't, he's still, doesn't know when and when not to. He's still a kid. Yeah, he's very much like a child. Like even though he's like fifty some years old, who now has some abilities, he's still relatively like a two year old. Yeah. Like he's a little little dude. Yeah, that's what I said. We get hit. That's why it kind of made sense. It was a little bit weird, I'd say, but it was a good way to. I will say his like his growing is weird to me because he like comes across as like a two year old, but I'm, like he also has like the abilities. Of like more to do more, so I'm like, how does this grow? We got to think too, like if you think about it, like your own kid and stuff, the amount of care and passion they have for their dad or whatever. Yeah, you'll understand. You should know. I mean, your kids are worry about if you fell and hit your head, they'd be freaking out for a little bit. Kind of same concept. It's the uh, the amazement thing that can happen. That's yeah, fair. All right, I'll <laughs> allow it. That's what I mean to say. But anyway, Grogu kicks ass, does cool flips, shows that he's capable. We're slow. I feel like we're slowly getting Grogu. Like we're sh- slowly seeing his capabilities, and I, like they're building up. To, I feel like they're building up to a moment where Grogu actually like does takes some- the surge, does something off his own will. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of Baby Groot of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yep. Where like he's still quite a child. He doesn't qu- like he has a good grasp. He has a decent grasp on things, but not quite there. And then when he's absolutely needed, he finally comes through. Like, yep. that's kind of the same arc. James Gunn reference. Like, that's kind of the yep. same arc that I feel That's the same arc going. I see Grogu going through, too. And hopefully more afterwards. All right. We'll see. So another beast comes out of nowhere and just takes this kid. I swear to God, they just hate this kid. We are we understand why he's a little bit of a dick. Yeah, he's a little dick of a kid. Makes uh, I, sense. I'm just, I'm just questioning the lore of the world. I'm like, why are they still there? Why are they just out of nowhere? Like, this is like the third attack that we're aware of. Why is it always the same child? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. Anyway, um, so they all go for a run, and they all run out of uh, they all run out of like jetpack fuel. I'm like, how 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 long was this chase? That you on the right episode? Yeah. Okay, this is that episode. It is that episode. It's the chase episode. It's the bird episode. Oh yeah, yeah, the birds. Yeah, it's gonna put the birds back now. Yeah, yeah, I remember. For so some they, reason, I'm mixing everything together. Yeah, yep, that makes sense. So yep. Bo-Katan uh, finds, the, finds the bird but doesn't save the kid. Needs to come back for reasons. To get the help. Yep. That they still require. It seems very contrived. This whole episode yep. kind of comes off as contrived. I don't mind the episode, but there's a lot of like, contrived nature of it. I understand the purpose of it. Anyway, they come back. They do a hunting party. And Grogu gets, gets uh, his first armor. And then... Getting his first armor, the armor is for a reason states that when building your armor, you get flashbacks, and then boom, he gets a flashback. Yep, yep. Again, I, I don't understand. I question like the whole nature of it. 
I feel like I'm coming off as cynical in this episode. I quite, I'm question, questioning the nature of like why things are happening the way they're happening. But I do like the fact that we get this really cool flashback scene. Yeah, we do. It's pretty cool. We get Keller and Beck, Ahmed Best, the voice and actor of Jar Jar Binks. Yep. He's back, baby. And he saves Grogu. As an unknown air quotation character. <laughs> <laughs> um, this character actually was on a, uh, like the Star Wars reality TV show. Where I don't know if you know this at all. I knew nothing about it until this episode like came on. I'm like, oh, that was a thing. But yeah, he was on this uh, TV show where he was like, the, these kids on Disney were like being Jedi, and he, he like helped train them. But now he's officially canon in the universe. Oh, I thought they were just trying to use that for something. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if that show, the reality show, is canon, but he's canon. Now he's officially in the Star Wars universe, which I think is great because we were talking about John Boyega and how he felt like. Um, he was shafted by Disney. He was shafted by the Star Wars universe. Whereas Ahmed Best was, dude, this guy, this guy was getting death threats for like twenty years for playing Jar Jar Binks. Yep. Because people hated his character so much, they're sending him death threats. Which I don't. Like, dude, yeah, the you're dude, playing the a character. Just doing his job. Yeah, he did it well enough. Yeah. Like that's what's the worst part about you. The job so well that you. They're like, oh, I hate, his character was annoying. Like that's the fucking point of the whole. His character. So you understand, like, that's the character you're supposed to play? Yeah. That, that's how this works. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, blame George Lucas for that decision. That's why Jar Jar Sith would have been cool. It would have been. I Yeah. But now we got Jar Jar Senator, who actually is the reason why Palpatine was, you know, had the emergency powers in the first place because he's the one who pushed for it. Oh, Jar Jar. Ruining all of Star Wars. Yep. Anyway, Mount Bess is back. I actually really like the scene. I like seeing Coruscant, like yeah. in the flashbacks, especially in the show, because I feel like they do Coruscant really justice when it comes to like the special effects. Like I feel like the prequel trilogies, like you get a good idea, a good sense, but like the green screens was just awful back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, the technology just wasn't there, and George Lucas was very much like, we must do everything green screen. But I will say the green screen now looks great. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. I think we. I think we need a break. I got. I'm very cynical. He got very show. cynical there for a second. I was worried about him. He was like, everything in the world, people, <laughs> stuff, potatoes. And then he's like, don't worry, I need my green tea, and we're, we're good. Yeah, I need my Arizona green tea. This is the first time I actually forgot it. Usually, every episode <gasps> that explains it. That that green tea has magical juju powers. I'm telling you, it's all about the juju. Need to be well hydrated too. Good juju, bad juju. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. We're talking about uh, Keller and Beck. That and scene. Ahmed Best saving little little baby Grogu. I will. Order I will say this. I feel like this scene made up for this uh, episode. Yeah, this scene is kind of what get, added some background for this yeah. episode for sure. It added the uh, it's the information about the baby Grogu, kind of the stuff that we're looking for. And this is more to me a baby Grogu episode because I'll be honest, I almost forgot everything else about the episode besides that part because I was kind of like me, but. Uh, because we, we did uh, just discuss this, but we had microphone issues for reasons. I'm really sick of my microphone issues. 
But anyway. We'll get him a new one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like when we were talking like previously about this, it seemed like the details kind of get a little sparse because the whole episode was, oh, we saved the kid from the birds. We kind of figured he wasn't going to die. Yep. The whole purpose of that episode was to essentially establish that relationship between Din and Viz. Yep. Or Paz. Paz Vizla. As well as uh, kind of show Bo-Katan being a leader of this clan. And kind of showing her like, hey, this is what we got to do. Kind of showing, basically bring her back to the Clone Wars. Back, bring her back to her, the Rebel ways where she was a leader. Her roots, yeah. Showing her roots off what she can do and what she can't do. And showing really that, yeah, so like I said, I think it does a good job of showing the story, the backstory of Grogu. And mm-hmm. you got the forefront of the, they still splashing. All right, we still got to do something Mandalorian. I mean, that's what yeah. the show's about. So they put this little splash in so you do get that relationship with, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I will say this. The, the Keller and Beck scene is probably the best. Simply, yes. simply because it gives us that more information about Grogu. Gives a little bit more backstory, but also just I'm on best. Visually, he's yeah, back. I'm on best. Did did a good job too. Yeah, uh, fantastic the fight, job. The fight was really cool. Uh, seeing the dual lightsabers. Yep. The um, Nabu armed forces. The Nabu uh, connection. Where does Grogu go from here? He escaped Coruscant. We see his escape from Order sixty six. See, it makes you want to know more about Grogu's backstory. Yeah, I do like the they're slowly giving us this information. Yep. And they're slowly giving us this information because it's Grogu. He's slowly remembering everything. Though some, sometimes, like, the the way they're forcing his memories. Luke, like, the Luke um, kind of like, giving him, like, the force to see the visions. That, you know, makes sense. The armor making things and you see visions while your armor is being made I don't know if I buy it as much it's a neat point because they did it every time Din had his armor get made too though that's fair if you think about it back in the beginning but every time his armor is getting made that's when you saw flashbacks of Din mm-hmm. I think it would have been just they kind of pointed that out there yeah. I think it would have been better if they just didn't say like that's what happened I think I would have like not even think just, about it yeah I wouldn't have thought about it either yeah he's just like in the middle of it he's just in trance and it would be cool it's one of those things that's better left like unspoken yeah then pointed it out the scene was great. I like seeing that little bit more information. It made this episode, like it made this episode not filler for that reason because it's yeah. giving us that information. I mean, the episode wasn't wasn't very much so the best, but uh, it made the episode important. I think to the series. Yeah, very much so. Which is why, like initially, I, I didn't mind it. I think initially I gave it like a three plus for an episode. So I'm like, it gave us more information. It was a filler episode in a sense, like actual plot wise, but like there was important parts. Important yep. character relationship parts. Character so I, parts that are, that are key. I'm still questioning the whole lore of like the planet itself. Like, we'll find that in due time. Two I, plus to three for me. I don't think they're ever gonna, I, was, so. I don't think they're ever going to discuss like what that planet was, why they're there, and how many children were eaten hey. in the process. We'll find out when they bring all the Mandalorian back. I just like um, how they call it the foundling. I'm like, man, there's a lot of foundlings that died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a great place for children. I mean, neither is Mandalorian ship, let's be honest. <laughs> it's just pretty good. Um, all right, next episode, The Pirate. The Pirate. Bo-dum, bo-dum, who I thought was going to be probably the major villain of the series, but apparently they're like, yeah, episode six. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, they really set up the pirate. Like, 
when they first the first episode, I thought Gorian Shard was going to be like this bigger villain. Yep. I didn't think he was going to be the villain. I'm pretty sure it's either still Moff Gideon or Admiral Thawne. We'll get into that in a little bit. I thought he was going to have a bigger part. Like, I was yes. expecting this episode where he came back to Navarro or he came back to hunt down the Mandalorian. Like, I was expecting... To set him up even further? I expected that. I didn't expect this ending, though. Because it was yeah. kind of just a one-off. But, regardless, I really like this. All right. So, getting into this. Um, the preview, obviously, like, as soon as they showed Gory and Shard, I'm like, it's a pirate episode. So it's the pirate episode. Yeah. Comes up. but up, up, up. The pirate. The pirates. We get new views of Navarro. Beautiful, gorgeous. I really like seeing the like the new views. The just... updates. See what it's like from what it was. Yeah. It's sweet to see. So I feel like in the first season, even the second season, we got like just this kind of the same shots. It's kind of like, yeah, this is the town. It's kind of just small. Whereas this one, I'm like, hey, no, let's let's really show how these much shots a city... are like. We are here. Mm-hmm. We are like a force. Do we ever get like a city name? Because we know the planet's Navarro. No, not really. It's just Navarro that's... Okay. High Majesty something. We get a new view of IB-11. Still missing in pieces. They showed that on purpose. Yep. Just calling it out. They showed it on purpose. He's coming back. The storyline is not done yet. I'm still thinking it's going to be a Grogu mech soon. Yeah, of course it is. That's what's in the trailer, so I can't... Yeah. Cannot not be. Uh, Magistrate Cargo, high Magistrate Cargo, the city planning with his assistants. Really like to see it. I enjoy that little lore, a little bit of detail. The city planning, going to the details on how they're building it, how to make it more efficient. Where, where the ship, uh, what is it, the trade the, district? Trade district's going to be. They're going to move the shipping, the shipping yard. yard. They've got to figure out how to get the cargo there. They have to make a railway. And then what's the most efficient way to transport that? Where's the most efficient way I to transport that? I enjoy that writing. I want to know that more details. Yeah, it's good to see that like in person. Like this is how they would look to build the city to be as great as it is and how big it is today. It's showing they're putting thought and development. And like it's believable. I'm like, okay, he's like I actually believe him as a city coordinator. Like I, as a city planner, I see it. Yeah, you can see him becoming the high magistrate kind of level of a person. And then Gorian comes and there's panic. You know, the giant ship just comes out of nowhere, and he shoes his assistants away. Says bye, engineers and. Then I'm like, oh, okay. We got detail in the city plan, but we don't get details in the names by engineers. Don't need them. They're just <laughs> engineers. He's the high magistrate. He doesn't have to know people by name. Dang it. <laughs> He's a high magistrate, Jake. Get with the program. Come on. I guess. Because you're just about, like, I know you're the boss, of, essentially the boss of your own company, but like, or like one of the people high up, but you know, a couple years ago when you're like underneath, just imagine, just be like, all right. I forget your role title from like previous jobs. It's exactly the feeling right now. Engineers. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. <laughs> but just imagine being called by like your actual title. Like, bye bye, accountant. <laughs> bye, podcaster. Oh, my name's Jake, but okay. Bye, high magistrate. See, I guess it doesn't work back. Hey, I'd just be happy to acknowledge him in the same room as him, all right? <laughs> No. That's how they should feel. He's <laughs> no. high magistrate. You know my name. Get over it. You know my name, goddammit. Get over <laughs> it. All right, Gorian Shard, he's there. He's fucking engineers. <laughs> he uh 
Yeah, he wants them to surrender right away. Yeah, he's got the ego. He's uh, he's mad that he got his guys got shot down. His guys got like shot I, down. He can't control the planet. It's not something he can take advantage of anymore yeah. as much. They don't really go into his motivations a whole it's lot. Kind of, he's, it's kind yeah. of like pride at this point is the way I looked at yeah. it. It's very. I'm trying not to be as negative on this show, but like his um, motivations are kind of like surface level. He's going for pride he doesn't like being attacked he doesn't like being called out yep and he's not taking surrender he also likes control also uh i i do really enjoy the high magistrate's bluff there like hey this is a new republic territory it's like no it's not yeah that was a good bluff too to try to get their attention i like to uh, call it the name sabak like it's not sabak you can't just bluff your way out of which is sabak is essentially just the poker of this universe yep so i really enjoyed that bluff the bluff call. Yeah. Yeah. My actually like when I first watched this, my whole thought process was like, how does how does Grief Cargo not have a contingency here? How is it not a plan for something like this to happen? Like not like a you know, Good. a giant pirate ship coming over and gunning down the city, but like at least some type of defense. Defense system in the Because if Mando wasn't there in the beginning I think that's that was kind of the point. He was hoping that Mando would become the defense, so that kind yeah. of actually lined up really well. Well, it did. It did line up. I'm just... How is nothing built there yet? Makes sense. How is there not like another contingency? Look how fast that place is growing, though, We're thinking too much about it. You're so negative. Look how fast (laughs) that place is growing, man. How do you think... You're trying to keep it growing under the capacity it's going. It's not the first forefront of your mind is, you know, I better get the freaking military ready to go. I mean, if you had yes a, mil- no, if you had a military, you at least have some type of defense. It's also in the outer rim, so like, eh, fuck it, I'm on the outer rim. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so pirates come. He's, uh, man, I, there, I have a lot of like little nitpicks on this episode. I enjoy the, okay, I overall enjoy the episode. I know he's I, nitpicking I, right I, now. I don't understand it either, I, guys. They just <laughs> fucking bomb the city. Let's move on. There's a lot of, nit- okay, there's a lot of story nitpicks. This is like, I'm currently watching Game of Thrones season eight. Um, and it's one of those like when me and you watched it, there was a lot of things to nitpick, like yeah. story wise, travel wise. This episode has a lot of things to nitpick. I enjoyed this like the um, the actual journey of the episode. I enjoy it, but after watching it two three times, I'm like okay, how does this work? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, pirates attack. They have to evacuate the city. I do really like that. A high magistrate is evacuating with his people. I do yeah. like that they show it. It shows that he's down. They're trying to help his people. He's very uh. So I really enjoy it. They go out to the flats and they just... I question their camp a little bit. Camp is pretty open. But there's a rock. I I see you. I see what he was thinking. I I seen it. So goes in the camp, calls out for help to the New Republic. Man, the New Republic. Okay, first off, here's something I'm excited for. Zeb. Yep. They showed Zeb. I am excited I'm super excited about that. When he showed up, I heard the voice. I was like, wait. At first, like, I heard the voice. I'm like, that sounds familiar. Then I looked at him, and I'm like watching. I'm like, oh, that's a cool character. I'm like, wait. Is that, is that Zeb? Is that, is that him? Did they just, did they, they just, just show Zeb? In. Yeah, they popped him in And, like, I had to, like, I Googled it. I'm like, Zeb Mandalorian. That was Zeb. That's fucking Zeb. I watched that scene a couple times. That is the one I really enjoyed that cameo 
appearance. I didn't think the first Rebels character was going to be Zeb of all the characters. So I'm like, that's the hardest one to do. And he looked great. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, the New Republic, you know, like, hey, there's pirates attacking this, um, this trade district, this city, this huge thing. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's go see if we can get our command. Let's see, we'll see if we get it approved. And they're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, they kind of too much stuff to deal with right now. On and this is where rim. and this is where we're like, going outer rim. This is where like I question things because the guy goes from the outer rim to the inner rim in Coruscant, gets this this whole transaction of denied. Like I don't even know who he's talking to. It seems like he's talking to some min manager. Yep. It was just like, oh yeah, we don't have currently the resources to do so. Just playing like the whole incompetence. They're really playing the incompetence of the New Republic hard this season. Yeah, which is good. It is. Like I'm it. intrigued by it, but I'm like, man, I didn't. People are like, I'm that, inner city stuff to deal with. Not like, is the Empire around. better? That's almost what the question is. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yoda's the who's, Yoda is the balance of the Force. Who's better? An evil, an evil, unethical, but competent, like organization, or a complete incompetent organization. Like, who would you rather have? They're both evil and like their own ways. ways. Yeah. yeah. Like the Empire is bad. Like they're authoritative. Don't give a shit about its people. They'll work you to death. They don't fucking care. The New Republic is just incompetent. Just don't know how to run anything yet. Or that's what it comes across as, at least like yep. how uh, they're very competent. I mean, they don't have people structure. There's enough got to be some sort of structure in place. But... And then you have an obvious imperial spy who's like manipulating the events here. Like, oh, they should just suffer. And the guy's like, well, you don't have the resources to do so, so they're just gonna suffer. Yeah. But I will say, uh, Farba, Far, well, why am I blanking on his name? Saba. Officer Taylor comes back again, season three. I love this guy. I'm enjoying him. Yeah. Does the right thing. He's trying to help these people. He's trying to help this trade post. Let's know that there are some people that do want to help, too. Yeah. So it gives that hope, like, there's still the right people. He is, just, he is such a big part in this. He does. Comes back. He somehow finds the Mandalorians because of uh, R5. R5, yep. The scary droid. Them, scary droid, which kind of goes back to like you know I fought with you. Yep. Which kind of gives the droid some sort of consciousness to him. Some a little bit of lore. And it lets you know because the first like oh it's Bo Katan ship you follow that it's like no no, no I followed R five and you're like ah yep that makes sense. And apparently they're called blues. Yep. I was kind of confused by that because he's clearly in an orange jumpsuit. Orange is blue, in a galaxy <laughs> far far away, mate. I mean, maybe. Yeah. That was an interesting scene, though, back and forth. You can see the conflict. I understand why the Mandalorians wouldn't like want anything to do with the New Republic. Feel Okay, the whole travel situation does feel contrived, though. Because he goes from Outer Rim, Inner Rim, Outer Rim, to, hey, Mandalorians, your friend's in trouble. It's called hyperjumping. How does that work? No one knows how hyperjump works, Jake. That's, <laughs> that's been a question of Star Wars since the dawn of ages. It has. But that's why I'm like, how many days? How many hours? It's a hyperjump. It's like instant. Haven't seen him hyperjump. Boom. Next spot. Is it instant? I always got to like, there was at least some type of travel time. 
I mean, I'm sure there is at some point, but I don't know how instant it is. I'm just like, how many? You days? see the scene, they press hyper jump, boom! Next scene, they're at the next planet. That's so all like the, Guardians, this is Star Wars, so man. Like, this is how this fucking so works. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, or you're like, uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, <little>. probably. <laughs> the rocket, could be, but still, this is, that's a Star Wars thing. It is a Star Wars That thing. one does need but to be like, kinked out, let's be honest. That's <laughs> never been like, oh, I don't know the but fuck they got here real quick. Okay, but here's, here's the thing. In like season two where they have to like travel to different planets and stuff, and they do have like... They show them time in the ship? Yeah. Well, the one, remember, he couldn't hyper jump in season two. Mm-hmm. Because he had the eggs. Couldn't but like, even when they did hyper jump, they also do sleep. In the so it's not instant. Yeah, it's not like instant, but it's also it's like a flying a plane, right? You I imagine gotta, it's like two days. You still got to go from here to there. I imagine like two days, but I'm like I question the travel a little bit. Anyway, we'll we'll move off the. Topic. You cynical son of a bitch! <laughs> God <laughs> I, damn it! I'm doing better. You ever watch Star Wars and notice how they travel? How the fuck does that work? <laughs> Good job, Jake. I can't watch this show many times. I start picking holes in it. <laughs> how do you think Star Wars travel worked? I think the last time I watched it, I was just very cynical. I was like, uh. <laughs> Must have been a bad day for Jake that day, y'all. Because, my that gosh. That was today. <laughs> you, you ever seen that? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, really? <laughs> okay, so I do really like the scene. The floaty force shit makes sense too to you, buddy? I do like the scene. Jesus Christ. Teva, Teva and Din, they're talking yeah. back and forth. Uh, obviously, Paz is just like, get the fuck out of here, Wolf. You know? Yeah. I'm surprised they just like, didn't shoot him right away. Because, like. I don't know. If I saw, like, another army person coming this way to our secret base, like, I don't know. I feel like I would shoot a little bit or, like, have some type of posturing. They kind of just, like, walk out. I think they out. had enough firepower. They kind of knew one ship easy enough. Yeah. Who is this guy? What do they want? Kind of thing. But Actually, I do really like I it. He calls out, like, hey, your friend's in trouble. I know you have a relationship here. And I do, I do like what... Um, I do like what ended up happening between Mando trying to convince everyone, like, hey, there is uh, that bright spot. There is that um, we can, can we have a new home, possibly. Yeah, going we have the home over there if they wanted it. And yeah. It was a really good scene for Mando to kind of step up and be like, hey, we have a better place than here. Here's dangerous. Yep. It's dangerous here. We just got found out. We're going to have to move anyway. We shouldn't have ever been here in the fucking first place because, you know, monsters are killing our yep. children. Which is why I think, like, this... I feel like those two episodes that we are reviewing right now almost should have been, like, its own episode. It should have been one episode, let's be honest. Because, like, they kind of work together. I yeah, understand they, why they, they split it up. converge into one, which yeah. makes sense now that you put the pieces together between the two. Makes sense. This place is dangerous. We just got found out. Hey, Navarro's in trouble. I was just offered a place on here. Maybe we can As change. People. We can be the enforcers for this planet so they can thrive and we can have a home where we're welcome to. Yep. It was like a win-win. But I will say, Mando does not know how to give a speech. No. Nope. This basically was his speech. Like, I know we have fought before against them, but we could have a home. Like, and then yeah. <laughs> this is essentially what it was. And then Paz is like, "This is the way." And then boom, everyone's in. Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, good leadership. I don't, know, I don't know how that's been going based off the episode. I don't know how they're going to take it, but yeah, steps. He's not quite the leader yet, but he's trying to lead the people the right direction. And technically, yes, because uh, that's that's the question. So I'm like, 
took that too as well because if he didn't do what he was doing, I, re- I read an article. Don't have that relationship. Why Bo-Katan's a better leader than Mando? She is right now. She, I mean, she's been a leader. Mando's yeah. never been a leader. He's just kind of his own. He's the wolf, right? Yeah, he's a lone wolf. He's always lone wolf. Always done his own thing. He's been a part of this, but now he's trying something new. He wants to take Mandalore. He has the dark saber, but he doesn't quite know how to use the dark saber. We haven't seen it in episodes. Yeah, I mean, we seen last it. time we seen it. With Bo-Katan, isn't it? Bo-Katan's the one who's you know wielding the sword. You know I'm saying they're, they're they're slowly building the Mandal leadership. Is what it feels like. like. You don't just become a leader overnight. It's not like bam. I am God. Otherwise, they're either building it or they're showing that he's not a leader. They're showing that he's not a leader and it's somebody else. So it's going to be interesting. Which is interesting, which I think I'll be kind of disappointed if they go that route. But I'm hoping they're building it because they're not building it and make this whole Mandalorian character to be an absolute no one who does nothing. I like the idea he came from nowhere, he is nobody, and he can be a leader. Stick to that script. I like it. Work on it. Bogotan becoming the leader, essentially it was like, we've seen this story before. We've seen her become this leader and then fail for reasons yeah maybe they're trying to do the Bo-Katan story let her win but I, I think you gotta stick with the nobody story mm-hmm. just like Rian Johnson was trying to make you. this is the nobody you slowly build that leadership up he's not very good at it yet but you can tell people are starting to, just a little bit like a big character piss bought in now we're thinking buy the next one in we buy the next one in next one like you're getting it that's what I think I think it's just a rumor this is what I think <laughs> don't hate me but it makes sense to go that route. All right. And you still need Bo-Katan. We get to end up. We'll get to the end up. So let's keep going. Yeah. Let's go to the action. So this is where it gets good. Again, man, you want a ship. Woo! Guy can fucking drive. I think, what, we're six episodes in? Right? No, this is the fifth one. I think out of the... This is six. Isn't it? Is it the six? No, yeah, it's, five. It's, it's five. five. Okay, it's five. It's five. Four of five episodes, we've seen the ship move. Yep. The last one, uh, episode four, is the one we didn't really see the ship. Yeah. So I called it. We're getting some ship action. Man, he, we always can get some ship action. They're ten on one, and he just like crushed through all of them. Yeah. I I feel like if I was like a ship fighting, after like the third or fourth ship being blown up and seeing the guy, that guy's moves, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm just dead up here. Bye. I mean, that's what the last pirate guy did. He was like, "Fuck that." <laughs> So yeah, what did you think of the plan? Because initially, like they only had like what twenty Mandalorians, so one ship versus a giant gunship. The other ship takes back the city. Yeah, I think I think the plan is actually a pretty pretty decent one from what you have, right? If you only mm-hmm. have you know maybe say forty people in total, if there's twenty forty Mandalorian out there, you have the one ship. Who's your best driver? You know, Mando. They're gonna have to evade and play the game and run around and slowly attack the big ship. I mm-hmm. think that's a very decent... I mean, Mando has shown this whole season that he can yeah. fly that ship. And, and this this is seen really just showing like how good that... That's what I'm saying. This guy behind the wheel... I don't think he's been shot at all. That's what I'm saying. This guy behind the wheel is something special, <laughs> and that's really what it's they're trying to like drive home. It's almost like unbelievable. Like, dang, I haven't... Like, yeah. I know um, with his previous ship, like he doesn't have... He showed his maneuvers, but he didn't, too big. Have, didn't have the ship to do it. It was more of a cargo ship, where this ship is like, Damn. Yeah, you can see how well he could drive. Like, yeah, there's, there's. Dude, he's like almost. That's got to be key to something because they wouldn't just keep showing that for nothing. Like, he's almost better than Anakin. Yeah, 
Like I just like from what I've seen, I would almost argue he's a better fighter than Anakin. Which I don't. Oh even, yeah, I would say so too. I don't even. He's like, like one of the best I've ever. I've seen the Star any Star Wars thing. Like he can. At least I can drive. So I agree with their plan, and then Bo-Katan can drop off the troops. So I heard this joke. Start taking that. They back. called them the Mandalorian Avengers. And it was kind of. It was, I feel like it's fitting. They're coming in this hero saving the day, uh, fighting through the town, but then they get uh, hit with a giant. The giant cannon. They ambushed first. Yep. Um, which the little guys, the monkeys in the trees are calling out. Like, oh, there's an ambush. Boom. Um, you see the giant cannon. You see Paz Vizsla coming with his minigun. And then the armor saves the day. Yeah. Which I think is cool, but I'm like, I wish I would have seen her like more in action. Because she kind of just showed up. I'm like, oh, yeah. I believe it, but I want to see it more. I want to see her, like... I think they're keeping her a secret for some other thing, though. They like, are. They're keeping, like, what, so, like, who she is and what she is behind the scenes. She's so, like, mysterious in that way of, like... Because in the first season, everyone gets killed, but then she takes down, like, three or four stormtroopers, like that. Yep. And in this episode, she, like, somehow sneaks her way up the tower, even though it was so They're people. keeping her identity a secret, and I think she's going to be some other character that's something that means... Maybe that's just me, too. Maybe that's just Patreon. I don't way, but know if she's going to be a different character. Not I really think. a different character, but she's uh, definitely... Uh, what do you call it? She's got a allureness about her. Mm-hmm. Which is nice to keep. So, anyway, they uh, beat... All right, little tidbit for you. I noticed this. Third time watching it. And the starfight, or so the thing with Star Wars is they have different lasers. They have green and red. Yep. Typically, green is good guys, red is bad guys. Sometimes it switches back and forth. And I picked up on this. Mando's ship is green. Everybody else's ship was red. And then when you go to the town scene, all the Mandalorians' lasers are red, and the cannon is green. So my question is. Are green lasers stronger than red lasers? I assume so by that. I don't know. <laughs> that was my question. I don't know. It was just something I noticed. I was like, interesting. They switched it because typically the good guys are like green. And yeah, I'd imagine depends. I think it just depends on the gun and the form. That's that's a that's a deeper question. Maybe you could, now I got to research and I'm going to watch it all over again and watch every <laughs> single episode of Star Wars. I'm figure something out, but. All right, when you when you get done, let me know. I'm sure I'm sure there's a YouTube video. research in play. I'm pretty sure someone's done that research. And you can just YouTube. Let's we'll just talk about how he just kicked a whole bunch of ships' ass. Yeah, and it was nearly kicking the pirates' ass. He had to shift what he was doing. He said, "Fuck it, I'm attacking the city." I will say, Gordian Shard's ship is very offensive, but not very defensive. Yep, because Bo-Katan drops everybody down, and then she's attacking, and then one boom, couple shots in. Engine down, a couple other shots in, you got two engines down. He brings all the ships back, which I feel like is just a mistake at this point because you have him on the run. But he's like, oh, I need the defenses. So the ships are to the defense? I don't know. I was just questioning. Like, ships are the defense and the weapons, you know, kind of like if you deploy out all your stuff and you bring it all back to just try to defend the ships. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like, Guardians, Gordian Guard. It's a pirate ship, too, so they'd be pretty offensive anyway. That makes right? sense. That's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, good counter. I like it. But yeah, his ship's like, pirate ships like I'm built to last. No, you're built to put the cannons out and blast the crap out of whoever's next fair. to you. I just noticed. I'm like, man, his ship got took like three or four hits, and he's already down. Didn't didn't escape. He was just like 
fucking yeah, kill them all. Then you decide, fudge it, if I'm going down too, this is where I said it comes to pride. Yeah. If I'm going down, well, you guys are coming down with me, and then you start to launch down at the sea. This is very pride. I don't know. Yep. And then, boom, he's just gone. Gone. Just like that. The one pirate guy escaped, though. He's like, fuck that. I ain't coming back to the ship. Yeah. Zip. Maybe he comes back. You think he comes back this season? I think he comes back this season. Has to, right? So there's, so going back to Farva, or not, Teva. I keep calling him Farva from like Super Troopers. Teva. He said something to the colonel that I thought was really, really interesting. And it's in the next trailer, too. If you sleep, I forget exactly how he worded it, but it basically is if you sleep on this, something's happening. There, yep. something's happening with Navarro. Something there's, bigger is going on here. Yeah, there's pirates, there's Imperials, and at the end of this episode, he's or he somehow finds Moff Gideon's ship. Finds a ship. Which this is very disturbing. Yep. This is like the first time where I'm like. Damn, they went like a little horror here because like they're going through the probes and you can like see the dead people in space. I'm like, there, this is kind of graphic. Yeah, you didn't know who ship it was at the beginning until he scanned it. They find that this is Moff Gideon's ship. Yep, he's gone. He's escaped. Which you knew he escaped. We kind of figured because um, episode three teases it a little bit. But yeah. So Moff Gideon's escaped. So the big question is, the Empire is doing something. They have a spy in Coruscant. They're on Mandalore or the Mandalore system. They're attacking Bo-Katan. Yep. Moff Gideon has escaped. And there's Perkles. We're definitely getting Moff Gideon. That's been a rumor since the beginning. Admiral Thawne. Challenge you getting a team up, boy. They're teaming up eventually. I just don't know if it's happening this season. I don't think it's going to happen this season, but like the long scope. Yeah. I'm feeling like these two are getting together to try to do something big. I'm just like, what's happening? Okay, there's definitely a connection with the pirates, you think. Because there's like, we we could feasibly argue that Gorian Shard is doing it. He attacked Navarro for pride, right? Yeah. That's basically what we saw. But there's also like, these room for like maybe there was more in place here maybe he was instructed to attack navarro yeah they're they're, they're leaving pieces out there for a whole bunch of different areas i will say i really they hint at it a lot so i i think there's more coming i do i'm excited for the rest of these episodes i'm excited yeah. for the season i think the season for the most part we'll, we'll talk into how we feel we'll get into how we feel about the season so far yeah for the most part i'm enjoying the ride same i'm in right I'm enjoying where it's going. I'm enjoying the lore that they're building. I'm enjoying seeing more Mandalore. And- I mean, I'm bought into everybody's story. I want to see where everyone goes. Yeah. Like that's kind of what you want on a show, right? You want to see the characters develop and mm-hmm. see what they're trying to build out. And I hope they build it the way you'd hope it goes to. But there's a lot of build. Yeah, there's tons of build. How do you feel? Like, where would you rate the season so far? Um, like I said, it's hard to rate a season like this without seeing it going forward. Yeah. I'm all a fan of building as long as it goes in a positive and right meaning of direction. Like, this is where I went back to talking about the, where the Mandal story's headed, right? Like, this Mandalorian, when you first introduce his character, it was like, this isn't Boba Fett, this isn't Jango Fett, this is yeah. some random-ass dude. Yep. And I like that story. Like, this is truly a feel the story, this could be anybody. Like, anybody can be the Mandalorian. You could put yourself in that mm-hmm. shoes, and I kind of like that scope. 
And then, uh, yeah, now we get the Bo-Katan character. We get the build-out, which mm-hmm. I think if Bo-Katan becomes more of like a military forcible leader of a person to gather troops and get people together, that's how I see Bo-Katan. Before we forget, we got we to talk Bo-Katan. Oh, yeah, we do. We got to get there. Yes. Uh, we'll come back to that. And that's kind of the direction I'd hope, you know, they continue the character development growth and then the slow growth of leadership of Mando and Grogu is what I'm kind of hoping they go for. Mm-hmm. Now, if they take this story and they kind of push Mando off to the side and he's like, oh, it's great Mandalorian. We're going to focus on everybody else becoming the leaders and he's just a bounty hunter character. That's fine. But it's not going to be making me the most happy. It's almost like what happened with Arya mm-hmm. Stark at the end. I'm just going west. No, <laughs> fuck. No. <laughs> you know, do the Mandalorian thing. I'm Man, just going to do that. They cited Arya Stark a lot in the last seasons. What I was saying, they really focus on Arya Stark. I don't want that to happen with Mando. Don't do that to me. I, Mando's got to be something. I don't think they're going to do that. I think, I think we're following Mando, even if he's not the leader yeah. of Mandalore. I think we get to see him do his own like quest. What is his quest? Yeah, what's his big picture? What's his destiny? It's kind of the right thing. now. It seems like it's a leader. So here's my thoughts on the season so far. I think there's a lot of. Uh, IGN hates this season so far. I don't, the person you're like reviewing is probably more cynical than I am. That's because there's a lot of people that just hate Disney for Disney. It has Disney's name tied to it. They're, they're like giving it like fives. And, they, they gave episode three a five because of the lighting. Yeah. No, they gave episode two a five for the lighting. I'm like, what? <laughs> Turn your TV settings up. And then they gave uh, episode... This episode, they gave it a six. And I was like, the fuck? This is not a six. This is... At least an eight, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, eight. I said it was an eight. At least an eight. Depends where they go. For, eight for plus. our ratings, I'm like, it's a four. Yeah, for our ratings, four. It's a four. Like Maybe I can, four plus depends where they go. Like I can nitpick a bunch of different things, but for the most part, excitement wise, I'm like, yep. No, this like visually great, story wise great. It it puts the plot forward. I'm excited for it. Overall, though, I think this is the weakest season so far. Yeah, I'll Just, agree. It's probably the weakest season so far. Just. The exciting thing about the first two is like it was just we're not we weren't building plot like this huge plot point we weren't trying to build anything we we're just telling the story of Mandalorian and we had this very simple you know we have the first like in the first season it's all right we have this mission to go get this kid or we get this asset right yep and then afterwards we get some random filler episodes in between and then it kicked into the story of like. No, we're going to save this kid. We're going to make sure that they can't get this kid. Season two, same type of thing. We got to get him to his people, right? Yep. It built up to this bigger thing, this huge like ah, moment. This season, it just seems like we're building bigger, 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 bigger conflict. It seems like we're building more towards a season four spectacular season rather than this season being a big in its own right. Yeah. And I do think there is going to be a big thing that happens but it just seems like it's more of a this is a value adder season the way i look at it it's kind of like a season one of sorts it changed the story it's not about getting grogu to his people it's where do we go from here yep so i'm with you it's hard to judge the season so far because i don't know where it's going exactly i'm excited for the journey i will say it's the weakest of the three but i'm like i'm okay with it depending where it goes well, even so, you know, when we first started, right, we were questioning about where is this going? Where are we headed yeah. now after this is all done? So they're trying to rebuild that back up, right? Mm. So it's, to me, it's like, I mean, when you're looking at it as, a, you know, very critically, it's going to be not much to it. But in the overall total scope, that's where I go when I look at everything. The total scope of this, this 
this is a very key season, and it depends where they go with it. Yeah. I mean, you're intrigued to watch it, right? That's why you're going to keep going on. You're intrigued to see where they take the story, where they take the build. Kind of compared to that's se- what I'm looking for. I kind of compare it to season uh, Loki season one a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because like, if you watch, it, if you just like critically judge every episode after every episode, it's kind of like, oh, this is not that. That's the strong. same way I'm excited for Loki. The same reason, though, right? Yeah. They're building out to something, and you've seen where are they taking this. Mm-hmm. And then the great shows that get honored among history are the ones that take it somewhere phenomenally. Yep. And end it phenomenal. And those are the shows that get, you know, remembered forever. Mm. That's hope what I'm hoping this is. You know, there's always that side thought like, oh, if they destroy this. Yeah. I'm not worried about Mandalorian in general, like quality going down. I'm not worried about yeah. that. I will say the only, my big critique so far is just like some of the writing is just very shallow. Yeah. And when I say that, the I I joked about it this like episode like you know the engineers or like the the not having the name for the engineers or like the the desert planet not having a name for it or like not really explaining the war within the episode or just like you know the monster attacks and like the dialogue is get the children inside which get the fucking the, why are the children fucking out there's a, already been three monster attacks. Like someone save Grogu, he's gonna die. (laughs) One of those crabs is just gonna jump up and eat him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's that's 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 like uh, I hate when I look at it because I want to enjoy the product as a whole, and I do when I watch it. But like watching a second or a third time, it's like uh, it's a little John Favreau. John Favreau is going a little simple here, especially after watching Andor. That yeah. dialogue is amazing. Yeah, Andor, I told you that one was. It, it was great. I'm glad that good. you. Got, I'm glad you convinced me to watch it. That the Andor, yeah. I mean, it's tough going from Andor to that though. But I think you got to take them their own. This one's meant for more. There's so many other people that watch this. It's for casual audience. For casual, like you said, it's very much for casual. And this character that's beloved by a lot of people that actually just care for the cuteness. Which don't get me wrong, the cuteness is awesome. But I am still deep in. I'm a Yoda fanboy, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone, if, it, if you ever met me, I'm freaking Yoda fanboy. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, you don't understand. This could be so much huge. I always want to know the lore about Yoda. It's great. If they take it that direction. Now, if they start going the other way, I'm going to be sad. All right. But it's good. Let's talk Bo-Katan and wrap this Bo-Katan. up. Bo-Katan, yeah, interesting. All right, so the armor chooses. The armor tells her does... to take her helmet off. Yeah. And, it's like... and tells her to go find others. Bring them home. I'm I'm so confused by this because like I thought there was going to be this huge conflict between the two like the clans the ones with like that are very strict to their religion and then others who are Mandalorian but they don't follow this religion strictly. I I think it's smart. Like I think what the armor did is like intelligent and I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. But it makes sense if you think about it. Like, but the Mythosaur. Well, I think it was a huge turning point. Like, you saw the Mythosaur. Yep. You saw it. <coughs> yep. The you... former leader of Mandalore, the person who held the Darksaber, the person who walks both worlds. You saw it, meaning you're, you're important. You're special. You, The armor is weird because she kind of, like, is... Not enabling, but, like, she's supporting din in this journey of essentially redeeming yeah redeeming everything about mandalore and he's like pushing to be this leader but here she is on the hush hush 
pushing Pokatan to be this uniter. Yep. My here's my big That's question. where I kind of get that. Here's my big question because we were talking about like who's going to be the leader, uh, Dinjarin or Bokatan. And I'm going to throw out this crazy theory that I already talked through all together. I'm ready. You're, ready. You're looking at me. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. They're Our gonna, eyes are locked. What's they're, up? They're going to rule together. See, that would be a cool theory too. Like, if ruling together would be perfect. As lovers. I'd be okay with that. Okay, they're not teasing like a love relationship at all, but like it almost It makes sense. Right? Like I I feel like at this point, like Bogotan, I don't know if she's that great of a leader as like a person who can like be that I think she's a great general. Just general. Yeah, she's, she's a, a great, great general. general. Great military person is kind of what I think. I don't Uniter. think Mando's a great leader, but like at the same time he is weirdly inspirational. He's oddly kind of that person that like does the right thing. Yeah. Not always the best outspoken, most very, but he's going to be the one that's, you know, I'm going to do the thing that I have to he's do almost because like it's a, right. Like if he, like, very righteous and right. Like if he died, he right. would have been like the perfect martyr. Yep. You know, like he's a good figurehead. He's a very bland, like Mandalorian character who's like, I'm just doing the right thing. I have the dark saber where everybody else is like the leader. Like the armor is like, she's like essentially the leader of this clan. Yep. Um, Paz Vizla is like the one of the leaders. Like you saw that in this episode where he was like, you know, when they were down and pinned, he's the one who saved the day. Yep. And the armor was the one who saved the day. Then you have Bo Katan, she's the one who's leading the charge, she's the one who's doing it. And then you have Mando in the skies. I mean, I mean he's doing this. Thing Mando took care of the entire skies basically by himself. That's crazy. So it's like it's a cool leadership group, but there's definitely gonna be conflict of who's gonna be the leader. And I'm excited for it. I don't know where they're going with it, though. Like, that's where I can see the Bo-Katan and Din relationship. That makes sense. Yeah. To me, it makes sense because Bo-Katan has always had a little more of a hothead mm-hmm. in all sorts of things. And Din is more... He's more well-reserved, yeah, he's but calm. almost too reserved. He's stoic. He's yep. like classic Pedro Pascal stoic. Yep. Other than Orban. Rip. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think it's a good good combination of a character, and we'll see where they go with that. I mean, I'd be okay with that. The only thing I don't want them to do is they, uh, and be sad to have it like an Arya Stark kind of feeling. They just push them off to the side for somebody else. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't want to have happen. I don't think it will. I don't think they so. should. I mean, they wouldn't. He's the main character, right? They got to do. Something. But yeah, they're like, oh, here's this great thing, and you know, you're. Not really, you know. I don't know. I think I like the Bokatan Din story. It makes sense. I see Bokatan as a very good bringing people together. Look at the militia fronts mm. in order to make Mandalorian whole again. And I see Din is more of a kind of kind of like Bokatan's right hand man to focus her up a little bit. Is the best way I say it. I don't know. Like he's that makes sense. He's trying to be a leader though. He's a lone wolf trying to be a leader of a pack, and he just has no skills. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, like if if you go in a leadership category, even if it is, I can see, you know, I don't care who actually pulls the trigger, doesn't matter. But having them together makes more sense too. Not to mention it, like if you think if Din mm-hmm. can keep her more level headed at certain things and how to do. I just want to know, like, points, when's Dark Saber rules apply? Like, when is he going to show up the Dark Saber? Yeah, when is he going to start training more with the Dark Saber? Is my question. You got this whole Dark Saber thing. We haven't done much with it yet. Mm-hmm. Is that coming? Where is that? I don't know. They, Where's that storyline? They kind of just dropped it a little bit. They have it though, like that flash of yeah. episode two. Like it's definitely important, but they haven't talked about it yet. 
Maybe that's what's next. Maybe. All right. Any more? Nothing more. I don't think so. All right. So, beautiful people. Thanks for coming to my podcast. (laughs) Your host, Don Johnson. Guest star. The way I was going, you should. Jake Shippey. You should have just been the host. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys. Till next time. All right. Thanks. We love you all. This is Don't Evolve Me. This is Don Johnson. This is the way. This is the way.